Hey guys, I got a special deal for you, our listeners, from our new sponsor, Audible.com. That's right. If you go to audibletrial.com slash firmware update, you can get set up with a free 30-day trial of their service that'll give you a free audiobook. The best part of that, you can cancel at any time, including during that trial period, and keep that free book that you got. Doing so not only gets you a free audiobook, but it helps the show out tremendously. You can select any audiobook you want, including Ready Player One, a futuristic story on the possible future of VR, or Extra Lives, a piece on why video games are art and important to our daily lives. So go do it. AudibleTrial.com slash firmware update. Once again, the book is yours to keep or stay with Audible and keep getting books every single month. Once again, that's AudibleTrial.com slash firmware update. So go get your free book. And welcome to another edition of the Firmware Update, episode 193, the E3 Wrap-Up. I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti, and joining me as always, Joe Garcia. Yes, I'm very tired. It's been a long week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and on top of this E3 nuttiness, uh, I ended up with negative $10 in my bank account the day before my paycheck hit. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> well, just in uh, time, time then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I still got hit with a thirty-four dollar fee when they, when my check came in. So that was oh, great. that's the worst. <laughs> so I, I ended up not being. I ended up not getting uh, Horizon Zero Dawn uh, because of that. I was like, oh. Oh. I was like, thank you, universe, for that. I guess because <laughs> that was exactly the money I had set aside for it. I was like, fucking goddamn it! You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Horizon is going to get voted out of the first round because you never <laughs> go around to picking this game up. God damn you. <laughs> oh, my God. I am like, and the plus that I am, I am done with my second playthrough of Persona 5. Uh, well, well, two, trophies, for you. <laughs> two trophies away from the platinum on that thing. Uh, yeah, that's a very time-consuming game. To even, even, even zooming through all the cutscenes and whatnot. Um, having already seen all that stuff, you know, the stuff I didn't zoom through was, you know, like the the characters that I didn't get to max out the first time around. Like that's literally the only stuff I didn't zoom through, and it still took me like sixty five hours to do. So, <laughs> um, well, yeah. you mean the game where you meticulously plan out your entire day and then proceed to do, <laughs> do that Man, game once, takes a while. No way. Once, <laughs> once I ran out of like activities uh, in. <laughs> In late October, early November, um, like I'm literally just training in the gym or whatever uh, to pass the time because I was like, well, I ain't got no books to read, ain't got no games to play, got no one to talk to. <laughs> it's like, I guess I'll just fucking train. Uh, You're that quiet <laughs> loner in the corner. Doing <laughs> and by the end of the game, um, like I'm like this level 90 beast or whatever to just like <laughs> with like 650 HP and like 370 fucking SP. I was like, damn, God pretty damn. Um, For those of you wondering what I'm playing, I not only beat The Surge, it's kind of funny. The Surge is a game that we're going to be reviewing very shortly. And uh, Joe's nice enough to not only get a review copy, but he sent me the code, which I'm sure must have been a difficult passing for him as he's huge into games like this. And uh, (laughs) just to give you an idea, 
I, I told, I think I told him like a few days before E3. Yeah, we should do the review. I haven't. I've. I'm at pretty much the second to last level, but I, I pretty much know what I need to. And then E3 happened, and then I'm like, okay, well, I've beaten the game now, kind of, because there's like multiple endings, and uh, so I can do it now. And then more E3 happened, and I'm like, all right, well, I platinum the platinum the game, so <laughs> I'm really <laughs> really ready now. So you're gonna get a pretty complete. Uh, review coming up uh, very shortly <laughs> okay yeah i actually play it's a very platinumable game right there it's like right up there with dark soul which i consider very platinumable but this one was probably more platinumable than the dark souls too so yeah um is actually pretty platinumable too but it does take a lot of fucking it's it's not hard it's just it's time consuming I it takes a lot of work it's, it's a fine line <laughs> yeah so it's like man the the only the only two trophies I got left in the game are are for rescuing a hostage or whatever during an interrogation, which has never happened to me, so I just never got the opportunity to do it in two playthroughs, uh, and and then completing the the compendium, of which I've filled out like eighty nine percent. Good lord. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think if I just start a new file for the hostage one and then just go into one of my complete files for the compendium one. I think I can knock that thing out another ten hours. <laughs> um, fuck. Yeah, the uh, the with the surge, there, there, it's very platinable. It'll take roughly like one and a half, maybe one and a quarter playthroughs in order to get it done. Uh, the trick is, like, one of the trophies is like get a complete armor set from this boss, mm. and and uh, that and his weapon. Now, if you're doing it the normal way, it'll take you at minimum legs chest five playthroughs before that's possible if you do it the normal way however there is a way like part of it is he summons essentially the first boss of the game and if you get the boss to blow up these two white tankers and then take that boss out and then beat the other guy it'll give you the whole set as opposed to just one piece of it uh-huh. so i was smart enough to do that and uh, i on top of that, there's a, a trophy for each ending you get. There's two. So I beat the game one way to get the first ending. But before I did that, I backed it up on a USB. And then when I did that and got the trophy, because for those people who don't know, once you get a trophy, it's locked. They can't take it back. So I reloaded the save and then I beat it the other way to get the second trophy. And then I just did some in the first book before I did that, I did a whole bunch of minor stuff to get the other trophies. Like anytime you can get it done in the first playthrough with a souls game, it's that's the best way to do it. Cause it just gets harder after that. And uh, then after I, I was worried because I had to play through essentially more than half the game to get the last one. But you know, because I played the game so much, I, I like burned through it in like two days. So <laughs> I got that. I sent the picture to Joe and I put it on my Twitter as well, showing off my new Platinum Trophy, which are always cool. So thank you, The Surge, for the Platinum. <laughs> uh, so what's your Platinum count up to now? I think that's my... I, I, I don't really focus on trophy hunting that much. I think that's my eighth one. That's not a lot at all. Well, no, it's not. Like I said, <laughs> I don't know how you're shocked there. I, I said, it literally started with the beginning. I don't have that many. <laughs> Like, how many do you have? 22? Um, let's see. I'd have to double check here. Yeah, it used to be my keeper. <laughs> be amazing if I called it right on, like, oh my god, I do have 22. <laughs> uh, I think it's a little, 
it's, it's, I'm approaching 30, I'm pretty sure, but I, what the fuck? What the why, fuck? <laughs> God, why does, why does Sony change things it doesn't need to? Oh, whatever. It's it's a lot. <laughs> it's okay. Just trust me. Like every Telltale game you play, uh, it's guaranteed platinum, basically. Um, yeah, pretty with, much. Yeah. With the exception of of uh, Wolf Among Us, where they're like, "Hey, how about some weird collectibles you, you have to get on, along the way too?" So, well, how about no? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God! I want to see everybody. God damn it! So yeah, so I'm happy about that. Uh, I'll work on that because some friends of mine have a higher level. I know RK for sure has a higher level than I do. So I'm a level 25. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, that's much higher than I am. <laughs> I think I'm like 17, 18 right now. Mm. Are we not friends? We're, we're... Yeah, yeah, we are. Why wouldn't we be friends? <laughs> well, I'm looking at looking at the list <laughs> here, and I don't see 27. Wolf. I've got 27. 27. Damn. Okay. Yeah. And I still got to go back and get that freaking Final Fantasy 15 Platinum. I thought you got that. No, I, I never got around to it. Other stuff started coming out, and I was like, eh, I guess I won't devote 40 minutes to fighting the giant mountain turtle or whatever. Uh, oh, the oh, yeah, the uh, toys. <laughs> yeah, that that thing. Might be able to do it now, because they probably buffed up ring. ring. To such, such a high extent that uh, uh, you could wipe out the adamant toys in like one shot if you got it powerful enough. Uh, that's, that's... I know, right? Well, that was <laughs> the thing. Like everyone was like groaning about having to use this uh, ring, and they explained like we were hoping it would be like powerful enough that people would love using it, not hate it. So they like buffed it up to such a degree that you could like wipe out multiple enemies with it and shit. So it's like, oh no. goddamn. Yeah, I don't think that necessarily fixes what people hated about it. <laughs> What I hated about that stupid ring was that it's like, oh, I've got to stand still and fucking charge this thing up while fucking, and hope no one hits me to interrupt my motion. Uh, like, that's what I hated about it. Oh, oh speaking like, of which, I actually, during my vacation, went back and beat episode Gladiolus, finally. Hmm. And I thought for what it was, it was pretty fun. Like, I, Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh, the final boss, was, like, wiping the floor with me. So, uh, and I used up a bunch of Phoenix Downs on the third second to last boss so i or the third to last it was the red iron giant you basically have to fight by yourself and so i did that i replayed the game but made sure to use as little recovery items as possible so when i went i got went up against gilgamesh i had like full (laughs) freaking i had like six phoenix downs and like 10 or nine high potions so i was good to go and i hand i quite handily beat him i must say so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then did that got the genji sword that i can use in the game which is like i guess his ultimate weapon or ultima weapon or whatever you want to call it so and he's doing pretty nice damage now too so okay yeah. okay one minor spoiler and uh, <laughs> you might want to just fast forward like 10 seconds after i asked joe the question here because potential spoilers okay in final fantasy 15 is there a time where prompto leaves the group you seriously haven't beaten this fucking game yet there's there's a ton of games out, Joe. <laughs> this is our game of the year, right? We we, we agreed was. on that several I, months ago. And I still agree on that, yes. <laughs> yes, there's a point where he leaves the fucking group. Okay, folks, uh, you, you, you may want to fast forward a little bit more than 10 seconds because apparently eight of it was Joe laughing at me. But Because anyway, <laughs> I like it. I, I'm a, as soon as they announced episode Gladiolus and I found out that that episode takes place in the part where he leaves. I was like, okay, it feels weird. 
because I knew they would give him an ultimate weapon for completing his DLC, and sure shit, they did. And I'm not going to want that shit after the game's over with. I mean, <laughs> so I had a feeling that there's going to be a part where Ignis and Prompto leaves the group. So I'll I'll keep forwarding the story until I get to that part, and then at the end of June, where episode Prompto hits, I'll play that, then continue on wow. t- till uh, Ignis leaves the group and so forth. That's a very bad way to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, DLC is supplemental, not necessary, right? Yeah, but why would I want the ultimate weapon after I beat the game? Because you can very much beat it without the, that. I, I pretty much could. I like I level. I grinded in this one area for like a week, and I was <laughs> like, at epi- I was like, I went up to like episode episode level eighty or eighty eight or something like that with my guys. I think I'm on like chapter nine or so right now. Oh my god! <laughs> like I think I beat the game at that level. Yeah, I maybe know, even right? less than that. <laughs> oh, it's it's amazing, Joe. The difference. <laughs> and I went through like uh, this what the strategy guy was calling the the second uh, toughest area in the game. Uh, I won't say it was it was easy. I had to buy like a ton of elixirs because the enemies and like this one ta- it's the it's optional dungeon where it's only open at night. And uh, <laughs> I went in there, and uh, all the all the enemies do is just hit you with attacks that just, like, clip, like, a part of your uh, life bar. So I had to, like... I tried it at first, and I was killing them, but by the time I made it to, like, a sec- like the fifth group of people, I had, like, maybe a tenth of my life. So, But thankfully, by leveling, I had, like, a ton of money, so I just bought a ton of elixirs at the car. Which Car shop, is, by the way, is the greatest invention in the history of Final <laughs> Fantasy. Just buy everything right at your goddamn car. And I guess they deliver it to you, but whatever. So I just bought, like, 99 elixirs, and all of a sudden, that, that, that dungeon was quite doable. <laughs> but, yeah, uh... I'm gonna work and get that'll. I'll get that done. Don't worry. Starting to wonder if we'll have episode Ignis before we have that Resident Evil Seven DLC that they said would come out in the spring. <laughs> Almost certainly. Oh boy. All right, Joe. Let's head right into it. No fanfare. Let's just go right into the news. Before we, we're gonna do our E3 wrap up. But first, let's talk about some news stories that broke either during or after E3. What do you got, Joe? All right. Well, first off is. I, I feel like it should be very obvious news. Um, they Grand announced Turismo it as if delayed. No. <laughs> they, 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 they announced this as, as if it were some fucking shocking thing. But E3 attendance is up 30% over last year. It's um, kind of what happens when you let the general public in on top of the people that usually go. But <laughs> but that's no big. That's no yeah, big this deal. was like the first year they did this, right? Yeah, so it's like, yeah, no shit, guys. <laughs> um, Imagine if it was down. What sense does that make? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, 68,400 people attended uh, E3 this year, uh, which is up over 50,300 uh, last year. But it's still short of the record 70,000 who attended in 2005. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, apparently, it wasn't a great experience for, for most people. <laughs> no. For everybody. Yeah. Because, like, it was super crowded and people were waiting in line for... Because, I mean, the way the E3 show floor is usually set up is, like, you know, obviously you have, you've you got the fucking, you've got the biggest booth, you know, right by the entrance uh, you know, with the biggest attractions or whatever. But, like, when you got all these extra, you got 30% more people flooding to that, like, to the same booth all at the same time right as the doors open. It's like, well, you've all, you've made a selfish shit show. 
Good job. Um, yeah, I mean, I learned this uh, when I was started going to conferences like PAX East and stuff like that, that um, in an ideal world, you know, you look at the schedule, it's like, I'll go here at noon, then I'll go here at 1230, and then I'll go here at 1. No, that's, <laughs> that's not how that works. Like, Especially because people, I mean, because it's like nothing takes half an hour. To, it, it took you, it'll take you half an hour to get to walk across the fucking convention center. It can, uh, yeah. Or in some cases up to an hour if it gets crowded enough. Um, and then on top of that, you, you went, you know, for like, unless you have like media credentials, like, oh, you're going to wait five hours to play 10 minutes of a game. Uh, Cause that's, that's what happened here at E3 this year as well. So it's like, it's not, you know, it's not like I'm railing against like, oh, like the public shouldn't be allowed at E3, but like, rabo, rabo, rabo. Um, but they should, you know, account for the extra people by like moving some things around and actually preparing the show floor for for the influx. Oh yeah, Where, it, it can be difficult, especially this being their first year. Like, I don't know if they knew how much ahead of time the turnout would be. Well, I mean, they sold a finite amount of tickets. They oh, had to have oh. an idea. <laughs> They're like, we're going to sell twenty thousand or fifteen thousand passes to the public or whatever. Um, so they knew. <laughs> it's like, well, it's hard to, that these people never really account for it that well. Like I remember when Nintendo did its big thing, they did like its own little mini conference to show off the switch. Mm-hmm. And there were people who were saying they waited like five hours to play the game yeah. for 30 minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay guys. <laughs> and even yeah, so then it's, it's sort of like a cell phone display where there's like, the big security rig attached to the back <laughs> and it's tied down yeah. so you don't really get the full aspect of holding and playing it. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. And on top of that, like my earlier example, I go to the 1 o'clock show, then I go, it finishes, and I go to the one thirty show, which, you know, there's probably like an extra 30 minutes there, but still. I get to the second show and I find out that people have been waiting in line for that for that 1 o'clock show Mm-hmm. since two hours earlier and they tell yeah. me like even before i step in line sorry dude it's full it's like oh yeah. well that's that's great <laughs> so i have yeah. to skip two shows and get in line for that you know like it's a sucky it's a sucky deal like i wish they could get like bigger venues that could house everybody who actually has an interest in it yeah i feel like the probably the best solution to this would be to have like <coughs> to have like one or two press days you know uh, and then sworn... oh go ahead well, I mean, that's what Gamescom and, like, Tokyo and TGS do, um, I think, is that, you know, those are open to the public as well, but they have, like, press-only days, and then they let the public in at the tail end. Uh, like, I feel like that's probably the best way to, to, to solve this particular problem, because it's like, when you just mix everyone in at the same time, it's like, it, like it's a shitty experience for everybody. Uh, it's kind of surprising, because I could have sworn they didn't let the public in until after the conferences were done. Oh yeah, yeah. That's another thing too is that people showed up like you know on, on Saturday. We're like, oh man, I can't wait to go see Microsoft tomorrow. And they're like, oh buddy, <laughs> oh, oh friendo, I'm sorry to bring me the one to break this to you, but you actually like you can't just go to a conference. <laughs> you can't just go to the conferences. Um, like for that, you still need you know media credentials. You, you need an invite on top of that. Um, so which is kind of yeah, it's kind of sucky because those are the reason to want to go to one of these things, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, granted. Yeah. You get first access to the games, and some of those behind closed doors dealies were actually pretty informative about certain games, which we'll get into in a bit. But yeah, other than that, that you know, like you know, conferences—that's the thing that people talk about the most out of these things. 
but yeah, it's like no, it's like you you need media credentials for for the conference stuff. So, well, that sucks. But hopefully, in the future, they start getting better. They probably won't. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'll ever be letting the public into the conferences. Though. You don't think? Yeah, that 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 sucks. But then again, especially after my experience in the theater, you know. There's nothing wrong with watching at home. It's it's you're more than capable of watching at home. <laughs> Let me tell you, um, as someone who's gone to one single E3, uh, home is still the optimal experience. <laughs> going in 2014, going to that co- to the Sony conference, like it was a good conference, still not as comfortable as home. <laughs> like I would have gotten the same informative experience, and I would have been much more comfortable on my couch than in a tiny stadium seat. Mm. <laughs> All right. So what else happens to be gone? All right, let's see. Uh, as far as the most viewed YouTube trailers coming out of E3, Malcolm. Spider-Man? No. Really? Okay. No, it's it's still the Star Wars, Malcolm. Mal- oh, <laughs> Star okay. Wars Battlefront 2, uh, the most viewed YouTube, uh, uh, most viewed uh, trailer um, coming out of E3 2017. Uh, Are we talking yeah. about the trailer or that, like, 10-minute multiplayer demo that they did? Uh, we're looking at what it says here is the trailer, according to this news article. Okay. Um. Yeah, so the most viewed games of the show, according to this data from YouTube, you know, we've got Star Wars Battlefront 2, Assassin's Creed Origins at number 2, FIFA 18 at number 3, Call of Duty World War 2 at number 4, God of War at number 5, Super Mario Odyssey at number 6, Whoa. <laughs> Spider-Man at number 7, oh. Anthem at number 8, Need for Speed Payback at number 9, and Dragon Ball Fighter Z at number 10. Okay, that last one is a crock. He, they should he they should switch with payback or whatever it's called. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of the stuff. Um, yeah, like I would have expected Mario to be higher, honestly. Yeah, uh, honestly, yeah, I'll admit, and I'm a guy who's really looking forward to the new God of War game. It being ahead of Mario Odyssey is freaking mind-boggling <laughs> to me, especially with that fucking song, man. Like I've I've watched that video like several times just to hear the fucking theme song because it's so good. It is a good song. Eh? It's so good. I I swear to God, I haven't been able to get that stupid song out of my head since they first revealed that trailer uh, last Tuesday. Oh man. It's gotten to the point where it's infuriating <laughs> until I listen. When it's in my head, it's annoying because, like, I don't get the actual song. It's just what my brain remembers from it. And then I play it on YouTube or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, I actually really like the song. But when I remember it in my head, uh, when I'm just fucking at work or whatever, it's annoying to me. <laughs> it's a very strange relationship with that song. All right. And one more time, what was number one? Battlefront 2. Battlefront? People like the Star Wars, Malcolm. It's still very popular, it turns out. Oh, I thought you said Battlefield too. I was like, that was announced. I'm like, okay, oh. <laughs> Battlefront. I'll admit it, it's it's a drastic improvement from the first game. The, mm. It looks like they're actually doing some work on this one. But yeah, yeah, I, I guess that's a testament to how much how big Star Wars is in this field. If they if Battlefront Two is really good, like I, I can see EA making a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, hold on. This ranking is actually for for total views for stuff related to the game as for coverage. Really? Okay, so yeah, that would okay, include no, the ten minute demo. Then. Yeah. Okay. Well no, for for the most viewed trailer, it's still the most viewed single trailer. It's still <laughs> got oh. eight point seven million views. Uh Mario Odyssey is actually number two as far as just single trailers. Um at five point five million. So it still got beat out by a pretty decent margin because people love the fucking Star Wars. Wow. Um But yeah, for overall content, that's what that ranking was, that list. Yeah, I would have expected Spider-Man to be a bit higher because, you know, that especially, you know, anything involving the 
eight minutes or so that they played at the <laughs> conference because that was freaking amazing. Like, I watched that so many times afterwards. <laughs> oh, God. And I, I, as I watched it, I had the Mario song in my head, too. So, <laughs> uh, it's so good. Oh, it's good. But, you know, so, so Spider-Man, it looks like they're they're getting it right. And yeah. you know, that, that that part was just with Mr. Negative, who, as far as I can tell, isn't that drastically huge on the in the pecking order of Spider-Man villains. So I can no. only – what's that? I said no. He's he's a creation of, like, the last 10 or 12 years. So, um, he's, he's a pretty new character. And uh, they've already confirmed that, you know, other villains will be in it too. So I can only imagine Goblin, Octopus, Scorpion, Craven. Oh, God. I cannot wait. <laughs> we shall see. Um, All right. Moving on. I guess we can talk about some more Spider-Man, though, here. Um, of course. As, uh, <laughs> as Insomniac uh, said that the game will feature different suit options. Uh, if you don't like the big white emblem, uh, other other costumes will be available down the line. I'll bet you 200 that the black symbiote outfit makes its way in there. Yeah, I'd say that the most popular costume of all time outside of the classic uh, blue and red will be made available somehow. I was like, oh, by the way, did I ever tell you about, I had a I have a friend named Matt that you know I ask a whole bunch of comic book questions to, and uh, he was able to get the comic book where Peter Parker debuted the black symbiote suit, which you know mm-hmm. what we would come to know is the black symbiote suit, and it was funny because the cover is is check out what check out Spider Man's new suit, and it has him in the black suit on the cover. And uh, I, I was ragging on it. I was like, "Well, that's stupid. Why would I, why would anyone pay seventy nine cents for this comic book? They show you right at the front what it's com- what it looks like." And he's like, "It's the first time they show off that suit." I'm like, "It doesn't matter, dude. It's right there. <laughs> Save some money. Come on." <laughs> it cost him a lot more than seventy nine cents. I'm just talking about it at the time. <laughs> and this is anyway. This is great because a lot of people have problem with that white spider, even though. They also have said that the the white spider is actually a story component. It's important. So <laughs> I'm curious what that is, but you know, it's good to know that if you don't if you're that much against the, the bloody white spider on the front and back, well, <laughs> you've got other suit options. Uh let's see, what what are some other ones? They're like Iron Spider, I wouldn't be surprised if that's in there. Um the FF, you know, the Future Foundation outfit uh, is also very popular as well when Spidey joined the Fantastic Four for a brief spell. Um, um oh, they should do it as a punishment. You get the Clone Saga, the Scarlet Spider outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it's made it in there. Uh yeah, like Spider-Man, they're like out in the costumes are the Spider-Man games. Um the last Activision one, like they got of the movie ones, not the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, but the ones that Beanox did right before that for Activision, uh, like, um, what was it? Ah, Shattered Dimensions and Edge of Time or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Noir, um, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Those, Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, on top of playing on those different, uh, on top of playing as those different Spider-Man, like, for the ones that you didn't actually play as, like, you still had the costumes or whatever. Um, well, future but, Spider-Man 2099 20, 20, or something 2099, like yeah. 2099 is probably going to be in there. So, yeah, you can, like, whatever Spider-Man you like, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure he'll be in there. They, they should totally have the shit outfit that that they had for Spider-Man uh, when he was uh, found out by Iron by uh, Tony Stark. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or that whatever. Might be tricky, though. Anything related to like the Spider-Man movies might be tricky. Oh Just god, or, 
Oh, yeah, or anything involving or the outfit he wore when he took on my favorite Spider-Man character that's not in the actual <laughs> canon, Bonesaw. <laughs> oh, man. Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I've n- I have to – that's for Macho Man, that's like one of my favorite s- surprises in a movie, <laughs> seeing that character played by Macho Man. <laughs> what are you doing up there? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. One of my favorite stories coming out of uh, that original Spider-Man movie uh, in, in, what, 2001 or 2002 or whatever, uh, like was Bruce Campbell talking about how his trailer was right next to, uh, to Macho Man's and him being able to hear all the loud sex that loud Macho Man was doing to whoever was in his trailer. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Good times. I wonder if he was screaming at her to snap into it. <laughs> <laughs> Beefy, juicy spice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. oh, this took a turn. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, I think it's fine. I mean, l- look at what Rocksteady does with the Batman outfits. I'm hoping it's not like that, where it's like, hey, $1.50 gets you this one. But you know, <laughs> hopefully it's in-game stuff. But we'll see. All right. What's next? All right. So some interesting news coming out of some conferences. You know, so, uh, Microsoft, you know, they announced that Minecraft would be cross-platform now. Um you know, Rocket League the next day uh, or a couple days after that, you know, that's going to be cross-play as well. But the only th- the, the missing link here between both of these examples is that Sony's kind of uh, on the outside looking in um, with uh, with this stuff. So, like, the Switch versions uh, will, like, play with Xbox versions and PC versions of these games, but Sony just isn't allowing it, um, which is strange because that, that seems like a home-run idea. Everyone else is on board. Why not Sony? Um and, you know, as far as Rocket League is concerned, uh, you know, the, the, the developer, Psyonix, has is, is said that, that the honest answer is PlayStation has not yet granted us permission. Uh, he says, we are hopeful that being able to play cross-network cross is still something we can go for. Uh, we think we've been big champions of this for the last year trying to get people behind the idea. We believe it's the future of the industry, and we're hopeful that the community and the media can actually help get around the idea of pushing it forward and doing what we can to make it a reality. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's yeah, an interesting thing too is that it's something that would be pretty easy for them to implement too. Um, he said it's literally something we could do with the push of a button, metaphorically. Uh, in reality, it's a web page with a checkbox on it. All we should do is check that box, and it would be up and running in less than an hour all over the world. Uh, so that's all we need to do. So man, that, that is peculiar because at first I thought it was just Microsoft or whatever playing hardball. When when I we realized with Minecraft that it's coming everywhere but PlayStation. Yeah, um, yeah, because um, yeah, they talked to Phil Spencer over at Giant Bomb. Uh, you know, after one of the show floor days, um, they were talking to Phil Spencer about about the cross platform stuff with Minecraft, and you know, it was the same thing too, where uh, where Sony actually kind of implied where they're like, oh yeah, like we just like we don't want to put people <laughs> like we don't want to put our players in like unwittingly put them in un- in an unsafe environment, and of course, you know, <laughs> Phil Spencer obviously would take did take some offense to that he's like. Like, dude, we, we make, we try, like, we make, like, we wouldn't do this if we didn't think it was safe. <laughs> um, it's a little bold for the company that was infam- infamously hacked and was down for like a month and a half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for and you know, Microsoft obviously like, and I don't blame them for like taking offense. That's like we like you know, Minecraft of course has a younger player base as well. Um, like that player base skews pretty young. Uh, so obviously for them, you know, they're 
player safety is a huge priority. Uh, so obviously they took a little offense to that. And um, yeah, and he said something along the same lines too. He's like, yeah, like the door is still definitely open if Sony actually just wants to just get up, get up in here uh, and fucking do this thing. Uh, but yeah, it's like that's what a weird thing. Like I remember them doing something similar with the Bethesda mods. Like everyone was doing it, but Sony and Sony was once again, well, we don't want to risk security. I think like the yeah, ha- the hacking that happened in two thousand and nine and. The hacking that happened uh, with their like uh, digital movie department, I think, it's just <laughs> fucked them up to a point where they're like uh, they're scared to do anything, which is bad because you know Minecraft is a big deal, and it's one thing if it's like Microsoft or the guys at Rocket League even doing their own thing for whatever reason, but no, it's just no, simply it's just that, simply that you know, you know, Sony, Sony is too scared, too scared to make move. move. Which, which they need, they need to make a move because this seems, seems to be where we're going with a lot of games going forward. Yeah, um, and you know, with, with with you know Rocket League and Minecraft, those are perfect games to do this with because like those communities are so intermingled in the in the first and you know to begin with. So it's like, yeah, why not just let people play and whatever thing they want with their friends, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the fact that Phil Spencer and Microsoft are cool with letting cross-platform go. That's awesome. That that's super cool, and that's taking that franchise in a direction I wasn't expecting. Like I was joking that we would get Minecraft two, and it would be exclusive on my, my <laughs> Xbox. But no, they've embraced it. They're like, okay, great, yeah, play wherever. So it's hard. It's a little heartbreaking that it, they're doing this because this is you know just stupid. I mean, I <laughs> guess trying to empathize with them, I can understand them being nervous, but you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being nothing silly, ventured, otherwise. nothing gained. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, you know, yeah, we just just do it. Just click, check the box there, Kaz. <laughs> oh, by the way, do you follow uh, the fa- the Kaz Harai uh, parody account on Twitter? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh God. Which, uh, by the way, we don't get paid by him, but of course, but absolutely follow him on Twitter if you have that because <laughs> he's hysterical. Like, did you see his reasoning for this on uh, the Twitter on his page? Uh, no. Uh, his explanation is we don't want our users to interact with people where they're allowed to change their name and get confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. But, oh uh, yeah. Anyway, it, it's a shame. I mean, I, there's not much else to say about it. This is really silly and a little being, it's being too protective. Yeah. So, and it's funny because like Nintendo's on board with this stuff, but and Nintendo is usually the overly protective ones. Like that's why we still have friend codes and fucking whatnot. Yeah, uh, like, Nintendo shut down an app just because they realized people could draw <laughs> freaking naughty bits on there. For yeah, and I love fucking Swap Note. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's such a great way to fucking just hang out, like just fuck around with friends on 3ds. <laughs> Set your penis. Wait, what? No. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Let's just shut it all down. What the fuck, man? Um, yeah, and they're and they're okay with this. So, yeah, yeah. so if Nintendo's up for it, then do it. I mean, Microsoft. <laughs> the one thing I w- I won't give them shit for is security. They see like granted, people do try, but and but that's the thing. People are always going to try, no matter if you play it safe or you do this. You know, right? Yeah. A- anything else you wanted to say on this one? No, no. That's that's just that. All righty. Um, do the right thing, buddy. <laughs> or PlayStation, come on. All right, next story. But Mr. Phil Spencer did throw some shots uh, the other way as well um, because <laughs> uh, and something else here. He 
you know, because, um, you know, watching that press conference, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff, um, it seemed, you know, besides, you know, the, the montage where it's like, here's fucking 20 games all at once. Um, you know, they had Forza, they had, and then they had, you know, uh, Crackdown and then not much else besides all that stuff. It's like, well, we're all these games. <laughs> like people did, like a lot of people did expect something like Halo because I was there working on fucking Halo. Um, yeah. So what he, what it comes down to, he said, quote, uh, in, in an interview to, to Vice's Waypoint, he said, we're investing in new things. Uh, we signed things just recently that I thought, hey, from a PR standpoint, it would be really easy for me to put a, put a trailer on screen. Uh, but then I know the game is not coming for another two and a half for three years. So I didn't want to do that. Um, which I think is a pretty good shot to both Sony and Nintendo, because uh, for a lot of the a lot of the fun announcements that we we've, we've seen over the past couple of years, you know, things like say, you know, Final Fantasy VII remake, <laughs> uh, maybe a Shenmue three, uh, or on the Nintendo side at this past show, maybe a Metroid Prime Four, <laughs> like Metroid Prime Four is literally just a logo. Uh, I mean, I would take I would agree with that to a certain extent. Like that was a lot of my problem. Like in don't get me wrong, when they announced Metroid Prime and the Pokemon Switch game. <laughs> yeah, the Pokemon Switch game was literally like the producer of that series is like, yeah, we're doing it now. Get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> Let me get back to work. Oh, hi. I didn't notice you there. <laughs> you fucking notice us there. Uh, I do think that at least this year, uh, Sony is tr- is taking steps to stop that. Like there, And it kind of sucks because it feels like it was there to their detriment as well. Because people are like, oh, there's no big announcements. Like, well, yeah, because they're only showing stuff that's coming out in 2018 at the latest. Like, if you look back at everything they showed, like, it was, like, 2018, early 2018, da-da-da. At least with the exception of maybe, like, Detroit or something like that, which I hope is coming coming out in 2018. But I feel like they're trying to. But, yeah, uh, I, I think that's fair. They tr- Microsoft did a fantastic – like, every game we saw was 2018. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, with Sony, there was, like, maybe two games, I want to say. I think it was, like, Days Gone and Detroit still don't have, like, a release yeah, date. Yeah, which is nuts, because those things were showing up last year. Yeah, uh, Detroit even longer. Yeah. <laughs> like, Detroit was technically a tech demo ages ago. Yeah, I remember. For, like, the uh, PS4. Yeah, Kara, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, they've been working this game for a while. <laughs> and uh, I think... Uh, Shuhei Yoshida, I, I believe he either said it on uh, kind of funny or at a different podcast. He's like, hey, he brought up the point that they're trying to stop that, which is why there was nothing on Final Fantasy. And they're like, of course, we're working on different games, but we really have we want to show it off when we have a more concrete day when it's coming out. And I, th- I feel like that's a lot of the reason people are saying, well, this year felt disappointing on so- Sony's side, which. I don't agree with, but a lot of people did think that. Mm. But to be fair to Spill, yeah, all the power to him. He <laughs> being kind of cheeky about it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do like Phil Spencer. He's a fun, I think he's a fun per- personality for Microsoft, I and mean, he does a good jo- job being the face of it. No, for sure. But like, don't be wrong. Like, I respect Shuhei Yoshida for like going out there and doing the talks and what have you, uh, and Sean Layden too. But you know, they're still working on, I guess, having like a, I hate to put it like this, but a persona for like the general public <laughs> on podcasts and what have you. But Phil Spencer's got it down to a fucking science. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, um, you know, going back to the the giant bomb stuff, um, like I like that for me, like that's like outside of like the general conferences. 
Um, like that, the giant bomb stuff that you do at the end of the day, uh, every day at, during E3s is, is, is a lot of people's favorite part of E3, actually. Um, cause they spend like four hours basically just having people come on for an hour at a time, uh, and just fucking talk about, you know, games or whatever. Like for, for, you know, they'll have like a Phil Spencer on, um, you know, but some, no one, like over the course of the three days, like, you know, no one from Sony came on. Um, no, but Phil Spencer was there for an hour. Like he had like, you know, you, you have like, like you have developers, you have you have like fucking Samoa Joe was on there for an hour with, with Xavier Woods, uh, <laughs> like which was awesome. Like fucking hearing Samoa Joe talk about fucking Dragon Ball Z of all damn things. <laughs> it is so crazy to see the it. Okay, Samoa Joe is like if you watch the product, he's he's freaking scary. Yeah, he's a terrifying human being. Like he doesn't look like he like like his character on TV doesn't look like he enjoys anything outside of fucking brutalizing people <laughs> so for him to come on to giant bombs you know e3 stream like oh yeah like i think dragon ball z that uh fighter z looks fucking cool <laughs> and i was like, really sad. i was like what <laughs> like it's, you remember no country for old men the killer on that one yeah like imagine a, a plump version of him and with a little less hair and you've got some ojo that's oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, they even do both do the coquina clutch for christ <laughs> <laughs> And then him turning around is like, yeah, the here are the best things about Vegeta. What? what? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, man, that time bomb is so good. Oh, yeah. Xavier is turning into quite the presence in the video game industry, too, which is kind of great. I mean, his podcast is really super. Do you watch Up, Up, Down, Down at all? Uh, I do not. Okay, they, they do this yearly thing, the, Man- the Madden Finals. Mm-hmm. it's like this huge tournament on the channel like they do on a annually and they have like various other wrestlers who hang out with xavier and play video games like the usos are regulars over there and uh seth of all people seth freaking rollins <laughs> has been the champion for he won it the first year and he was defending it again in the tournament he makes it to the finals. He plays in the tournament and his uh final opponent is aj styles <laughs> and just to show you how big of a deal this was, like, because AJ Styles, Xavier, and a whole bunch of others are all SmackDown guys now. Right. So Seth Rollins had to, you know, break schedule and go to a SmackDown venue to shoot <laughs> this and have the the finals. And it, it's an interesting show. It's an interesting matchup. And if you don't want it spoiled, then, you know, just skip ahead about 30 seconds. But Seth destroys <laughs> AJ. And the whole time, AJ is just bitching, like, I don't play on PS4. I play on Xbox. <laughs> and, you know, not only does as of, AJ... As, as of the controller layouts aren't the same. <laughs> and AJ loses. And I, I swear to God, he flips his freaking shit. <laughs> like, he calls this tournament bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually challenges Seth on Xbox. Because he's like, that's my system. I'll be able to beat you there. And Seth is like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> so it like some interesting interplay happens on that show. So Miz is hysterical on that show too. <laughs> he is no pun intended. He is awesome. But anyway, going back to what we were talking about, Phil Spencer is awesome. Phil Spencer comes off as a guy that I, I wouldn't mind sharing a beer with. Mm-hmm. He's just good. I don't know how you feel, Joe, but you know, good guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he is. I'm All sure. right. All right. Moving on. What else happened? Uh, let's see. Speaking of Detroit, become human. We've got a couple of different uh, news stories here. Uh, I guess <laughs> canceled. 
Uh, I wish. <laughs> uh, the the breaking news here right now is that um, today, as it as it were, uh, as we record this June nineteenth, uh, they did confirm that it will launch in two thousand eighteen. Woo! Uh, so there is that. All um, right. <laughs> don't know why they couldn't have fucking announced that at the conference. Yeah. I don't know why they needed three. Or, I don't know why they needed an extra week to confirm that. But uh, there you go. David Cage confirmed or they clarified. To do an update on their calendar app, and it took that long. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, 2018. Um, let's see another news here. Uh, David Cage. <laughs> I think David Cage just needs to talk, talk a little less. But anyway, uh, he said that the Detroit Become Human script is 2,000 pages long. Nice. Uh, which is a lot of pages for any script <laughs> to be. Um, yeah, he said. Yeah, he says uh, the script's about two thousand pages long. Um, he says it's big. It's a big process. Everything is locked down, and once it's locked down, there's little room for change. Um, yeah, that's that's a lot of a lot of talking. If the game is as big as I think it is, where we can literally make it about whatever we want it to be about, then that sounds about right. <laughs> so. Oh man. Oh, you're going to love this game, Joe. This game is going to be real bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I have high hopes for it. I I think it'll be very, very interesting. Uh, If anything else, you know, like, not that this is a huge deal, but it's going to be one of those games where it'll be like, if you want if you're teetering on whether they get the pro or not, you can pop in some footage of this and be like, oh, okay, maybe I'll spend the extra hundred bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a very pretty game. I'll give it that much. Definitely. Um, man, yeah, because in in the last bit of Detroit news here, um, again, David Cage, you know, after after a demo during E3, um, he said that he's this game, this game about androids waking up and and fighting the oppression of 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 uh, being property for human beings or whatever. Uh, he said, uh, like, actually, I'm not trying to make a game with a political messages. Like, really? <laughs> like, are you sure? Come about on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, the story I'm telling is really about androids. Uh, they're discovering emotions. They're wanting to be free. If people want to see parallels with this or that, that's fine with me. But my story is about androids who want to be free. Um, like, come on, <laughs> fucking dude. <laughs> I think he, I think he had a conference with marketing. It's like if you make this message about that, then we're gonna lose. <laughs> like, All right, it's about androids. Fuck. <laughs> oh god. So that's pretty smart to be like, like, well, if you want to interpret it like that, that's on you, not me. He's <laughs> <laughs> a man who wrote two thousand pages, <laughs> saying exactly that. Oh. Like David Cage is like the least self-aware human being, maybe on all on this entire planet. More than Vince? Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> at least I, Vince knows he's making nonsense. I, I feel like uh, that, that's kind of what you need in this type of industry, where you you need to be in that that bubble. Otherwise, you'll doubt yourself all the time. <laughs> but okay, well, I'm if anything else, I'm relieved to hear it's in 2018. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I, I thought 2017 was stacked. Mm. But oh man, 2018. I I don't know how we're gonna afford that. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of games coming out. Mm. All right, moving on. What else happened? Uh, let's see. Shadow of the Colossus on PlayStation Four was canceled. Uh, <laughs> uh, was announced at at the show as well. Um, got a pretty good reaction. Uh, but uh, you know that that initial reveal trailer didn't really explain much of what the game is. Um, like so this. So what is this? It's like, okay, so it is a complete remake uh, from the ground up, 
and will feature new controls as well. Which is uh, interesting because I've heard people complain about the controls quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but if you do wish to play with those admittedly terrible controls from <laughs> from back in the day, uh, like that is still an option. You'll be able to do that. Um, but it seems like Blue Point, which actually remastered the game for PS3 uh, a few years ago, uh, they're also remaking the game here on PS4. Um, yeah, you'll be able to to play with modern controls and as well. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to play a better version of Shadow of the Classes because that game was already pretty good, uh, despite the terrible controls it had. <laughs> uh, I am too. Sorry, I just got a weird text message. Supposedly I'm supposed to be working today, which is weird, but all right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm super looking forward to it. Plus the uh, plus it looked gorgeous. Once again, like I, I thought remastered looked good, but nope. <laughs> <laughs> That trailer looked freaking amazing. So uh, I can't wait for it. It looks super good. Uh, yeah, so I'm super, super stoked. Sorry, I was processing <laughs> something in my head here. All right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like the idea of that they're, this is from the ground up, too. So who knows what kind of changes we'll see. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, let's see here. So for anyone still... Still interested in a post-Kojima Metal Gear. Uh, they'll be happy to know that Metal Gear Survive was delayed to 2018. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, early 2018 for that. Um, that that was still scheduled for 2017, um, but they delayed it to 2018 uh, during E3. Can I stress how weird it is that this is this game is a thing? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is exactly the game that would not be made with with Kojima at the helm. Uh, well, like not only that, but Res- you know, Resident Evil, uh, Metal Gear Five, they've <laughs> uh, you know, it was it claimed well. Like I believe it made it to the finals of our uh, one of our tournaments, only to lose mainly due to its uh, lack of story that we've come to want from a Metal Gear game. Yeah, but Metal Gear Five came out like two years ago, dude. Yeah. <laughs> three when it comes out <laughs> so it's like are, are people really hot for this let alone zombies yeah like who wants a multiplayer horde mode um like yeah is this this has a stink to it the way like those fucking umbrella core games had for resident evil or whatever it's like did you want to play multiplayer shooter version of your favorite franchise that definitely isn't about multiplayer shooting it's like no <laughs> well good here it is <laughs> Oh man, it was playable at the show, though. So at least people got yeah, to see it. Yeah, it was there, and <laughs> like the the results, and the like the general consensus are: if you're pissed off at Konami, this game isn't going to change your mind. But as far as gameplay, it was it was sure was Metal Gear with the zombies, <laughs> which I guess is what they were aiming for. So success. So. <laughs> oh man! Like I'm pretty sure people would rather have a freaking Castlevania game or something like that. Yeah, how about working on something like that? There, Metal Gear <laughs> or Konami. There you go, tactical Castlevania. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it sucks because they are sitting on all these great franchises, but they're just doing pachinko. Like, <laughs> freaking, they just sell it. Sell it to a game company. They'll give you. Sell it to Activision. They'll give you like a billion dollars for <laughs> Castlevania. Or Nintendo, oh, even, for Christ's sakes. They have money now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on. All right. So, um, uh, yeah. So, one of my predictions for Bethesda's show 
was that they would finally show off Elder Scrolls 6. Uh, they did not. <laughs> and the very simple reason for that is that they are, the game is not even in development. So why would they show that? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so Pete Hines, who's the, who does PR over for Bethesda, um, spoke to Jeff Keighley uh, during his live stream. And uh, yeah, so apparently, yeah, so the, you know the two games that they did show off at the at the show is new. Um, those are taking pretty high priority over at Bethesda. Um, you know, between you know uh, things like you know Evil Within and and Wolfenstein and whatever else they might be working on, uh, their hands are full. Their hands are full. He said, "quote I tried to manage expectations for folks. Uh, you know the kind of games they play uh, or the games they make. Uh, Bethesda Game Studios, which would be you know the the development house." Uh, that would be working on Elder Scrolls, uh, said they take a while. So they have two major things that they're working on in addition to other stuff, uh, you know, Skyrim and Nintendo Switch and other things. Um, yeah, and he said that the two big things are not derivatives either. He said they're big games. Uh, so not things like Fallout Shelter, but things like big multi-platform stuff. So um, there you go. That's why we didn't see an Elder Scrolls 6. Not that Elder Scrolls didn't have a... Uh presence at e3 most definitely yeah yeah fucking <laughs> uh game informer uh even did a, a tongue-in-cheek thing he's like yeah we we've got the top three skyrims of e3 2017 <laughs> 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 uh, <was> pretty good <laughs> that's good i like that uh, <laughs> skyrim is very popular it turns out oh yeah Turns out. Yeah. <laughs> Bethesda is pretty keen on selling you many different versions of that game. Yeah. I'll, okay, I'll give a props to the VR version at the very least. Yeah. Is that, that's cool, but, you know, Switch, <laughs> gone. Even though portable portable uh, Skyrim might be pretty interesting, too. Yeah, portable Skyrim definitely is uh, compelling, but beyond that, it's like, I don't need to... I can't, can't keep doing this to people. <laughs> All right. What what's next? Uh, let's see. Uh, here's some good news. Uh, this was just past E3. I think this was Friday. Yeah, it was Friday that they they uh, announced this. But good news for fans of the Last Hitman game, uh, as IO Interactive has said that they they officially announced that they are an independent company now and that they retained the rights to their Hitman IP. All right. Fine. Looking forward to that Bret Hart game kicking off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That that was pretty surprising. I must. I, I was because you know the news broke. Uh, Square, I guess, was selling it off. Yeah, I guess the game was just too successful for them. <laughs> so much awesome, too much. <laughs> oh my god, this game didn't take ten years to make. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh man, this is this isn't how we normally do things. Get out of here. <laughs> so for a while, we thought we it was in our question. Game, our games need three directors and ten years. God damn it. Uh, and for a while, it was in question who was going to get the get the rights. Would Square retain it, or would they give it, sell it to somebody else? But no, that, that plucky—I I, I don't know if I can call them indie, but whatever—the <laughs> iOS gets to keep it and get, which is great because they're the ones who really hit a home run with their previous uh, Hitman game. Right. Yeah, and you know, right before, like I want to say, like weeks or even just a couple of months before. Before they before Square announced that they were you know parting ways with them, you know like they were gearing up for season two of that and people were super excited. They're like, yeah, like more Hitman, please. And all of a sudden, 
they didn't even know what the fuck was going to happen anymore. So I'm assuming they spent like the last three or four weeks, you know, just not doing anything, just kind of sitting on their hands like, uh, can we figure out what's happening here so we can work on something or not? Um, but yeah, thank goodness. Thank goodness. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Um, you, you'll be happy to hear this, Malcolm, as a backer of this project. But Mighty Number no. Nine uh, <laughs> assured us. I mean, one, they 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 have been acquired by Level Five, a good developer. <laughs> um, I don't know why they wanted they 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 went ahead and acquired Comcept, uh, developer and Mighty Number no. Nine. And on top of this, uh, they assured us, Malcolm, that the Vita and 3DS versions of that game of Mighty Number no. Nine are still coming. Uh, thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Let's spread that shit over there too. <laughs> <laughs> and those versions are expected uh, before the end of the year. So there you go. Look forward to that. Mm. Nobody. <laughs> like. Level like, Five really? should have just told them to shut the fuck up here. Like, yeah. Like they had like. They literally had like one of the worst games come out. What was it? Last year that number nine came out? Yeah, it was last year I think it finally came out. And uh yeah, that game wasn't good at all. Yeah, and like it was like the only review I did for a game last year where I was legitimate pissed off to be playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, maybe yeah, maybe they just cancel those versions and refund anybody who backed them for those 'cause the perfect really. world, yeah. Yeah, 'cause you know, I think they'd rather have their $15 back or whatever it was uh, than have to play a bad game. I mean, it sucks. Like, to put in perspective, like, Mass Effect Andromeda, which came out this year, but I wasn't enraged to be playing the game. I was just disappointed (laughs) more than anything. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hopefully, Level 5 will be able to rein in KG and Fune a little bit so that he can get back to prominence because... That anything last year proved to me it's like you know what the business side of things is important too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Why? Why? <laughs> because just, just shoot it. Goddamn it! <laughs> <laughs> Better on switch. All right. What? Uh, what else has happened? <laughs> Uh, Skybound Entertainment, who uh, is Robert Kirkman's entertainment company, uh, Robert Kirkman, of course, known uh, the creator of the Walking Dead franchise, um, he or his company, rather, I guess, um, uh, his company announced that uh, they are working on a Walking Dead VR game, um, and that's kind of, <laughs> and that's kind of the only thing that they said here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, two companies here: Skybound Entertainment and Skydance Interactive. Uh, they had a joint uh, or a yeah, joint statement here saying in a multi-year strategy, the two companies are collaborating to produce an unparalleled gaming experience that will offer millions of fans and gamers the opportunity to engage, interact, and immerse into the post-apocalyptic world of The Walking Dead and its characters in virtual reality. Um, but they did not announce any sort of time frame or platform for it, but we just know that it's coming. Maybe maybe it'll be on PSVR. It probably Definitely. should. How do you feel <laughs> on this one, buddy? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I enjoy the Walking Dead games, you know, the ones that Telltale puts out, uh, not necessarily the ones that Activision put out. Remember that one <laughs> a few years ago, uh, back in 2013 or 14. Um, you know, I enjoy the comics, the show, not so much. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of approach you take, uh, not just platforms and, you know, time windows or whatever, but like, which version of the Walking Dead is it going to be? Is it going to be comics? Is it going to be the games? 
is it going to be the show? Um, lots of questions. You'll be able to reach out and grab those decisions. <laughs> I remember playing the first Walking Dead game. This is like, it was like, I think it was like the very first episode. And this had me like weary of the series for a little while. But uh, it, you ever get one of those instances where you get a choice and it sounds cool. But when you pick <laughs> it, it's like in a completely different tone than how it, how it looked in the prompt. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, in one conversation, Lee was like, oh, talking like this. And then all of a sudden, he was enraged and then talking <laughs> back like this. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I think the game that was guilty of that was uh, was L.A. Noir. L.A. Noir was pretty bad with that stuff. Oh, good. It's <laughs> like, uh, you know, the Super Best Friends, they went back. They're playing L.A. Noir now. And looking <laughs> back on that game, it's... Especially the scenes where the guys will tell you something and you have to figure out if they're telling the truth or not by using the, at the time it was like high tech technology where you could like see their faces and they basically turn into a cartoon character. <laughs> like the, the blonde woman is telling you, Oh, I just found this. And then she would like smirk evilly. Like she's off camera or something. <laughs> oh God. It's funny. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway. Hey, so moving on, what else happened? Uh, let's see. We've got rumblings here, Malcolm, that there were that uh, Sly Cooper is back, baby, uh, as a TV show. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sony Interactive Entertainment and Technicolor Animation Productions, you know, are working together. Uh, Technicolor Animation Productions is out of Paris, um, and they're partnering up to bring Sly Cooper to TV. Um, there you go. <laughs> uh, let's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the hottest franchise that PlayStation <laughs> has. Oh man, um, you know, I, you, I got a notification when you, when you tweeted about this, and I was like, "Oh, baby, Sly Cooper!" Uh, and then I opened it, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> to show." I was kind of hoping for a game. Sadly, it doesn't look. It probably won't be as awesome as the Castlevania Netflix series <laughs> that's coming is going to be. Yeah, depending on what the platform for for this show is. Um, I think that that could either help or hinder uh, the quality of the show. Mm. Um, like I'm pretty enthusiastic about that Castlevania show, if only because Netflix is producing it. Um, but if this ends up like I'm fucking PlayStation Network, like Powers was, uh, maybe not so much. Oh God! Remember Powers, everybody? Huh? I, I try not to. <laughs> Remember that? Huh? Huh? That hot show Hello? that was exclusive. <laughs> Anybody? Hello. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, the Castlevania one, I think it comes out soon. I think it comes out the seventh. Yeah, either at the end of this month or at the beginning of July. So, mm, within a couple of weeks for sure. I'm gonna be looking forward to that one. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so on on the heels of that, yeah, I could really care less. <laughs> it's like of all the things that they could bring, like oh god, imagine if they did an Uncharted series. Oh, but... well, I think well, Sly Cooper would be much. Cheaper. <laughs> well, of course, it's going to be cheaper than, than any Uncharted scenario you could do. Motherfucker, uh, we're not producing it. Let's <laughs> let's make it a fantasy uh, thing here. Like that would be awesome. Well, I mean, I think done right, Sly Cooper could could be a pretty good animated show. Fair. Those characters are are pretty are pretty good. I like those characters a lot. So well, we shall see. We shall see. All right, moving on. Uh, let's see. I guess last bit of E3 news. I've got another couple of stories outside of E3. Uh, but last bit of E3 news I've got here uh, is that uh, Jim Ryan, who uh, so graciously gave everyone his opinion about 
backwards compatibility a couple of weeks ago, um, <laughs> was asked about what Sony's plans were for Gamescom later this year. Uh, a couple they of months. Did, they released a tweet saying pretty, pretty much announcing that they were already doing one. Um, yeah, I mean, they're still not confirmed as a uh, as an attendee of Gamescom 2017, but they said that they are in the process of looking at that very carefully. Uh, he said, quote, we didn't do a European show last year. Uh, we really made a really conscious decision to pilot content into E3 last year, and without giving anything away, it would be nice to do something in Europe this year. So uh, kind of implying that they didn't pack it so much this year. <laughs> um, so that's something we're looking at very carefully. Um, yeah, so there you go. Hmm. The answer is probably, but not, <laughs> but not for sure. Yeah, we'll see. Like they, they did a tweet where it was just like, uh, I, I could have sworn I, t- I texted this to you where it says like, Hmm, I wonder what's happening in Denmark or wherever the hell the <laughs> <laughs> James Tom is in Germany, buddy. Sure. Well, whatever. <laughs> there you go. Sony hints at Gamescom, Gamescom attendance. Would be nice to do something in Europe this year. And it's like, this it's a screen. This is for the players. Hashtag PlayStation GC. So, so it's kind of, we're, we're gone to, you know, just hinting to having the answer on a piece of paper, showing it to you while not acknowledging it. So, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, you know, the nature of, you know, games being like an event, you know, rather than a game, maybe they shouldn't tell you outright whether something is happening or not you know you're not teasing a game you know you're te- you're, you're you're telling people whether they should expect news at some place or not so maybe when maybe is... maybe figure that out yeah when is gamescom by the way uh i'm pretty sure gamescom is in august but let me double check that yeah late august so begin between tuesday the 22nd through saturday the 26th and then they'll have the playstation experience in december Right. It's like, yeah, it's, that's almost too much stuff right there. I don't know. Mm, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully they have some interesting stuff uh, announced here. Yeah. Uh, if Unless you have anything else. Um, the only le- the last story I've got here, which is kind of out of left field here, <laughs> um, but apparently Atari is working on making, a, is working on gaming hardware. They're working on some sort of gaming console, according to their CEO. Um he didn't say much of anything about what that would entail. He just said that they are back in the hardware business. Uh, and people would, <laughs> will remember that the last uh, Atari hardware was the Jaguar. With yeah. Its, <laughs> remember that? <laughs> that fucking thing with its fucking calculator controller. <laughs> uh, that thing lasted three, all of like four years from 93 to 96. Uh, and that was it. Jaguar so, uh, felt like the most 90s game console. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so just just so you know what, what kind of heat Atari has <laughs> is that um, they posted a video on June 8th uh, teasing this, uh, this quote-unquote Atari box, uh, but no one picked up on it till the 16th. So <laughs> there you go. That's how excited people are for a new Atari system. Oh, boy. I didn't even know they were still in business. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like they like I think they still publish or develop like a game a year or something, but yeah, I don't know. There you go. If Atari they, if they, baby. They may have to rebrand themselves cuz when I think Atari, <laughs> I think of that old school joystick with the one red button playing freaking tank and <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, that was a perfectly good time. But... It was a good time. It's like I, 
I actually hung out at one of my elementary school teachers' place because, you know, she'd invite me over and all we do is just, like, play video games. <laughs> and she didn't have cable, so I, sh- I would show her The Simpsons and what that show was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And it's not even, like, the Jaguar was, like, completely worthless, you know? They had Tempest 2000, which is actually a very, very good game. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> but, yeah. Sorry, baby. It's back. Maybe. Perhaps. I don't know. Oh, wow. That's all I got, Malcolm. All right. I just got, well, like, one thing that I literally found out this uh, morning. Are you familiar with a group called Digital Foundry? Uh, yes. They, they're they the ones who got the – they were able to detail the Scorpio before it was not the Scorpio anymore. Uh, well, they released something fairly recently where they went over some of the games they showed during the conference, and uh, they broke down the resolution. Now, the big thing – one of the many big things about uh, the pl- Xbox One X, mm-hmm. I like that name, <laughs> with the X was like, oh, it's the most powerful system. You're going to have native 4K. And there was plenty of instances where we were seeing games in action at the conference in quote-unquote 4K, which uh, they found that while it was uh, around the same resolution specs, which is like 3821 by something, and they were also doing a technique called check, checkboard, checkerboard rendering. Uh-huh. So it's not true native 4K. It's actually like right up there with what the PlayStation Pro has. As though they did uh, say in the instance of like you could see the checkerboarding in games like Anthem and Assassin's Creed, which Assassin's Creed they did give the nod was uh, a little bit more, little power, more powerful than the Pro, but it still wasn't like native 4K. So mm. despite all the big claims, like, oh, this is the true experience, da-da-da-da-da, uh, not quite there. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And that's up on their channel, Digital Foundry, if you want to look that up. They actually did like a video comparison, and they would zoom in and show you the checkerboard rendering in the video. It's mm. a, yeah, it's like so... Very interesting. All right. Yeah. I feel like Forza is probably going to be the only real 4K thing. Yeah. Oh, God. That was for sure 4K. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's going to break my heart if I see checkerboarding on there. All right. So that's all I got. So that catches up with the news here. Yep. So let's head right on to it, our conversation, the E3 wrap-up. Joe, it's been roughly a week since the – well, I mean, it's been six days because I forget Nintendo had a thing on Tuesday. But it's been almost a week since E3. We've had some time to digest on it. Uh, as we alluded to earlier in the news, a lot of people feel disappointed in this E3. Uh, how, how do you feel having some time to reflect on it? Um, well, yeah, like it's a little bit more subdued than previous years because not much is actually revealed um, coming out of the show. Like besides seeing that, oh, yeah, Beyond Good and Evil 2 still exists. <laughs> like, like that was very nice. Um, you know, things like. Skull and Bones, uh, you know, Metroid Prime 4, um, you know, like there wasn't just much that was like really new. Um, Like a lot of it was like, oh, yeah, remember that thing we showed you before? It's still happening. (laughs) And you can expect it in 2018. It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there's not a lot of new stuff going on at E3 this year. So I can see where people were kind of disappointed with that. Like to me, and I gave the example, but uh, for those people who don't know about it, WWE has this developmental... Federation called NXT. NXT, and they do they their do own, own pay-per-view like you like, like specials, specials called takeovers. And, and 
when we got the first set of takeovers, they were like beyond solid. Like the first one was the launch. Then we got the debut of Kenta, a.k.a. Hideo Itami. We then got Kevin Owens debuting. And we got like amazing show after amazing show after amazing show. And that went on for like a few years. And then finally, one day, they did a solid show. They did it. They still did a good show. In fact, it was a better pay-per-view than what the main roster was doing. <laughs> but a lot of people left that one. I, I think it was like uh, Takeover England or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, and uh, they, uh, they, a lot of people said, "Well, that was disappointing." And, like, even though from top to bottom it was a solid show, there was just no big, real big debut. It was just like a good night, like a great night. Well, a good night of wrestling. I kind of feel that's where we are with E3 right now because it feels like a lot of the major companies got the memo at the exact same time. Like a lot of them didn't make any, you know, jaw dropping announcements. There was no final fantasy seven remake level launch or anything like that. They, a lot of them focused either brought up new stuff that would be coming within the year, or they brought up stuff that was, you know, already talked about and, showed off more of it and gave like a more release window to it. Mm -hmm. And on the one hand, like Sony, I feel like they were damned if they do damned if they didn't like, if they did have that level announcement, we'd be like going off on them. Oh, great. Another game (laughs) for 10 years. There's, or like, or in this, this case they didn't. And like, people are, are saying, Oh, they didn't do anything. Which I don't think is fair. Cause I feel like Sony had a very solid one. It was like, even though it was like an hour and 16 minutes, I believe uh, the thing was, it was very quick. Like when Sean came out and said, man, you take a breath, guys. That was 60 minutes. I was like, it was. <laughs> and uh, I do have something to say on the Sony one, but I feel like in gen- like for the most part, they were, we had some very solid conferences like Sony and Nintendo, uh, you know, props once again to Nintendo because they surpassed anything I was thinking they would do. Mainly because they said they weren't going to do anything. <laughs> Maybe that's what Sony was going to should have done. It was like we're not going to talk about games. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think overall, like, I think Nintendo might have come out on this thing better than anybody. Yeah. Um. Even though I feel for the most part, it's kind of unfair. Like, I have a like I can um, how to put this. It's like I'm not going to like Joe was texting with me. I'm not going to deny that I didn't lose my mind when Metroid Prime <laughs> Four was announced. But at the same time, it was a logo. And <laughs> don't even get me started on Pokemon. <laughs> it's like, like, and those are the big announcements that people are losing their mind over. Like, we had Spider-Man gameplay that was just perfect for eight solid minutes, but people are giving the nod to Metroid Prime for, or just simply for being a logo and playing some kick-ass music and whatnot. And now, don't get me wrong. It was a legitimate shock when Metroid was announced because, you know, as Joe will attest to, all we hear about how it doesn't sell well and, you know, we always lose money. We being Nintendo lose money on it. So it, I was like literally at a point, I don't know about you, Joe, but I was literally at a point where I felt where it was just like, I guess it's never happening. <laughs> and then lo and behold we only got that we got a second metroid game too so yeah yeah and that game's coming out in like two and a half months <laughs> so that that's awesome and that is a remake or yeah remake of uh the metroid 2 return of Sa- samus for the original game boy back forever yeah. ago and like that game like desperately needed the remake like that was the one game that like because i mean like that game was 
like that game was good, you know, but it was so limited by what the Game Boy was uh, when it released. You know, like the Samus sprite is like enormous because they don't want to lose any detail on Samus when they make. But like she takes up like a third of the screen <laughs> uh, because of that. Um, so you can only see like an inch in front of her <laughs> as a result. Um, and, you know, there was no map and like there's just so much that like that just hindered that game back in the day. So. Like um, that's why that game, that guy was making um that that remake that got shut down. Everyone's like, well, why the fuck they shut it down? You guys aren't remaking Metroid Two, <laughs> uh, and turns out they were. Um, and that guy like actually ended up being super happy about that. He's like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> like I was only doing it because you guys weren't doing it, but if you're doing it, then yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, uh, it seems like uh, I don't know if you agree with like looking at this one. It seems to be people are leaning more towards. 30-minute conferences instead of the usual hour to 90 minutes. Uh, as, like, Bethesda got pretty solid reviews and Nintendo especially got pretty solid reviews, and technically their their thing was only 30 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that'll be something that uh, other other others will continue? Like, because once again, I, I don't think Sony did a bad conference. Like, right. Like, you can look back at some of the past E3s and then get back to me on as far as this being a bad one. But uh, it feels like the message being is, like, people enjoy the quicker ones. But do you think uh, that Microsoft or Sony or Ubisoft or whatever will follow suit? Or do you think they'll, they're will they comfortable where they are? No, yeah, I think they're going to be... They're going to stay the course because they just love bloated gameplay trailers too much to just, like... Like, and now a 10-minute reveal of this game that you kind of already knew was coming... And here's Assassin's Creed Origins. Like, yeah, we know, guys. <laughs> um, but yes, by all means, show us 12 minutes of it uh, in the middle of the show. <laughs> um, they're too enamored with that stuff to let it go. It's like, and, and that's, I guess that's kind of the reason why I am not quick to say Nintendo won. Like, they gave, they're definitely, if not the, the best, they were number two easily, in my opinion. But uh, mainly because, like, a lot of the stuff, like, yeah, of course they're making a Yoshi game, and yeah, of course they're making a Kirby game. Like, they have a handful of exclusives, and those are the ones they do. I'm not saying those games don't look great. I'm not saying that I may not be dropping 60 bucks or whatever to grab one. I'm just saying, like, I was expecting it. Like, even Pokemon, which was, don't get me wrong, it was, I, I thought it was a good idea to do that reassur- reassurance that it's coming, especially <laughs> after the backlash that they got, but... You and I both both know that this game is coming. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, but and Metroid, I lost my mind because, like I said, I gave up all hope that we'd ever <laughs> see Metroid again. But little did I know. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of like I just like why would they tell us who's making that game? <laughs> <laughs> like freaking how how long does it take to make a logo with some music? <laughs> <laughs> I know they could have done that on the plane right over here. <laughs> Like, just have a Pokemon Battle and Ash just playing on a Switch or something like that. Boom. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Something I did want to read real quick. I created a quick list because one of the more annoying complaints I heard for this one is, oh, PlayStation isn't doing anything in 2017. So I just made, like, a quick write-up of exclusive games. Now, when I say exclusive, some of these are coming to PC, but essentially they're console exclusives, let's just say. Gotta love those console exclusives. <laughs> so this is just for 2017. So between the time of this recording, the 19th, and the end of the year, these games are coming. Absolver, which is a which game, is game I'm looking forward to. Especially, especially after soundtrack by Sun by Snow. We got, we got Nino Kuni 2, which Joe doesn't like, but that's still an exclusive. 
It's a bad Hellblade, time. Hellblade, uh, which actually looks really, really awesome for a game that's twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, Next Machina, which uh, Machina, which is from the guys who did Resogun. Okay. Wait, Pyre, Uncharted, Lost Legacy, of course. Mm-hmm. Knack two. <laughs> Crash the insa- insane collection. Final Fantasy twelve remastered. Matterfall. Everybody's golf, of course. Yeah. Yakuza Ki- Kiwami, which is the remaster of the very first game. So, well, okay, Zero is technically the first in the timeline, but the first one that was released on PlayStation Two. The is... original game, Malcolm. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Uh, Pat Upon Remastered, which I did not know was a thing, but it was talked about like after <laughs> the conferences. Uh, Gran Turismo Sport, which is tentatively still slated for fall. God damn it. Hidden Agenda, that hot ticket we heard about for, uh, I think it was called Playlink. Yeah, which looks good, Malcolm. Yes, it does. Thank you. Or going poo-pooing it like that. What? I didn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> that hot ticket, he says, with the same sarcastic tone he talked about, about other yeah, things I... earlier. Okay, I, when I say it's a hot ticket, it, uh, that was a serious <laughs> hot ticket. That is a fun game I think people can enjoy. Uh, Dagon Rapa Volume 3 and Dissidia Final Fantasy NT. Now, that was just me doing just some minor research. So that's over 15 games in just these last six months. That's like two games a month if you break it down. That's solid. <laughs> I think that's pretty good for 2017, especially with what we got at the very start of the year. So that that that's just me, because you can't really say there's no games coming if there are in fact games coming. That's just me, my little logic going off there. Uh, how do you feel on that? The whole. Um, games? I feel like the games that I want to play out of that are Everybody's Golf and Gran Turismo. Oh, boop. <laughs> I'm telling you, go check out Hellblade. That it. The game well, Hellblade are... too, yeah. But well, what about Uncharted? You don't want to play that either. Well, I've... yeah, but we we know what that is. That's a known quantity, Malcolm. Of course, it's a known. Qu- so is Mario. <laughs> it's a known quantity. It's not going to be all new games, you crazy person. <laughs> all right, so we've gone from two games that you want to play to four games that you want to play. <laughs> uh, you seem to like a Yakuza. Yakuza Kiwami would be pretty awesome too. I've never played a Yakuza game. I'm just like I see the excitement for Yakuza Zero, and I want to play it, but I've yet to play a Yakuza game ever. You totally should play it. Just just throwing that out there. Of course, you should also play Horizon, but you're. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely buy Horizon next time. I'm ten dollars in the hole. <laughs> hey things. man, sometimes you got to start. <laughs> uh, all right. So, what what are some takeaways for you on this one, there, Joe? Uh, what for that list of games? Or for well, yeah, both. Let, let's finishing up on that one. You know, may, you may not want all fifteen games, but there's something for everyone there. I feel at the very least, and that's ignoring all games that are coming to both consoles that you know people are going to play. Such as, you know, uh, Wolfenstein, Evil Within, mm-hmm. South Park, and other games that are coming. Destiny. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, what are some thoughts you have on uh, E3 this year? Hmm. I mean, man, it's it's like, aside from like some pretty high highs, like I feel like it wasn't the most memorable show. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, I mean going to, going through it like really quick, like I reviewed my notes before coming on here. Like uh, EA started things off, and uh, yeah, I th- while while we may not have liked it, it did get the most views for that for that <laughs> Star Wars trailer it had. So that was sweet. Microsoft came out, and while it was uh, overall, it, it showed off some good games. A lot of those good games are also coming to PS4. 
mm. and or will come out to PS4 at some point. And they didn't really show off the power of the X that like well enough to make me want to drop the $500 to go grab it. But at the same time, they showed off some great games. Like, that Dragon Ball game looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, it really looks, looks good. Especially compared to freaking Capcom versus Marvel Infinite. Oh, man. This fucking ate its lunch. Holy shit. Oh, God. Like, I was watching Super Best Friends. They played the demo. And they were just shitting on how bad it looked the entire time. Man, I played that demo. And it played fine. You know, it, like... It feels like, you know, it's on par gameplay-wise, you know, with the, with the previous games, you know, despite the two-on-two -two stuff. But, man, that game, like, they, they're trying so hard to be like, oh, like, maybe we should do a big heavy story thing like, you know, NetherRealm Never, does. And it just 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 doesn't hit, man. It sucks. Like, <laughs> it, it's, okay, I'm hoping that we're seeing it, like, maybe an hour or two or, like, a half hour even into the story mode. But, you know, just, like, all the characters just getting along just fine. Like, what the fuck is Dudley <laughs> doing on freaking Mecha Asgard for Christ's sake? <laughs> yeah, like, well, the only part that I liked is like when like Dante threw Ebony and Ivory over over to to Rock Raku, and I was like, yeah, I guess they would be pretty good friends, right? Yeah. Uh, and then that's about, and that's about it. Like, I liked Hawkeye and uh, Dante's interaction in that one too. Oh, I will say this. Uh, Arthur, get him the fuck out of there. <laughs> it's like every time I see him do that run towards enemies and they just go flying out, like, okay, he really has no reason to be there. <laughs> oh my God. And, you know, Chun Li just looks weird. Yeah. Like she's got this, well, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know what happened over there. What the graphic design team? It looks like her face is sagging. <laughs> looks like someone microwaved their ten leaf figure for like <laughs> for like seven seconds it does <laughs> it's like i'm watching i'm watching and i'm like oh god i cannot wait for dragon ball <laughs> like it that game just looked better and better this game makes arms look like the fighter of the year if it wasn't for the fact that injustice 2 was a thing was, oh my god that, and uh I, I suppose we'll like springboard or just jump ahead to sony it feels like with Sony, like, uh, there's some spots in its conference that they have to surrender. Like, because the, they got Street Fighter V technically as an exclusive, they, you know, Capcom has to have a spot. And that worked out great when they revealed Resident Evil 7 last year. But when they showed off Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which looks like a cash-in if ever there was one. And it mm. wasn't that hot. And Call of Duty is also one of them because they have, once again, they have a deal. So they get like something at E3 every single time. That might be why we got PlayStation Experience, just so they can do their own shit. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Bethesda, Bethesda is when it, when it felt like it was turning around for me. Not saying, once again, like Microsoft was solid, but I was disappointed that you know, they did, couldn't coax me to, like coaxing me to want technology is not that hard. It really, really is. Like, it's like, oh, look how sweet that resolution is. Like, oh, you know, like, there was no sweetness to the resolution. Like, it looked good, but it didn't, it looked about as good as my PS4 Pro or or my PS4. But, you know, Bethesda came out. I thought they had, not only did I enjoy the theme, theme that they were going for with the whole carnival thing, they just like, boom, 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 boom. You guys have a good night. We know it's midnight for most of you. Peace out. And they're like, oh, well, thank you. Like, we got, like, two sweet games at the end. Like, I still want to do, like, uh, top five or top ten games that you should get. Like, what order you should be wanting the games in. 
asking for the people who have only have so much money because yeah. it's a stacked month. And Evil Within Two and Wolfenstein: The New Colossus are solid. So that, that yeah, that's Wolfenstein especially just looks it looks hysterical. It looks so good. And, <laughs> and uh, let's see. After that, we had Ubisoft, which was people are calling it the. There are some people that are actually saying they won E3, which like, uh, slow down. <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd rather give the belt to Nintendo, but uh, they had that thing with Mario plus plus Rabbids, which um, you know, despite my little qualms here and there with Mario having a gun of all things, like <laughs> it looks a lot better than I thought it was going to look. Yeah, and, like like everyone thought that. Like as soon as he, like they leaked that that just the art of it, everyone was like, "Fucking what?" <laughs> And then Ubisoft actually brought the game out and showed everybody. Everyone's like, wait a minute. This game actually looks like a good game. What is happening right now? <laughs> um, I mean, and that looked you know, it, Yeah. And the fucking game director was there and he was crying <laughs> in the audience when he sees fucking Miyamoto talking about how good his game is. Like, oh, man, that's, that's, a, nice, that's a nice moment. Oh, the, the, the guy would cry. Yes. Uh, we didn't mention him, I believe, when we did the review initially, but... He was just so, it was like, it was actually, it was really sentimental and really awesome to see, like, he was like, I, we did it, we fucked it. <laughs> that like guy Miyamoto. should have been on the goddamn stage at the end. Not like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Miyamoto is up on stage talking about a game I made with him, <laughs> and he says he likes it a lot. Like, that's, that's, that's probably pretty good for that guy. <laughs> a few things about that interactions I'll never forget. Number one was the awkwardness that was, uh. Swedish director talking to the Japanese director and trying to cut an English promo together while uh, pretending French, that, sir. French, excuse me, while pretending that they're going to shoot each other with these mega blasters <laughs> that aren't loaded. Like I'll never forget that. But the the French director then starting things off. Uh, people have always wondered what would happen if the rabbits invaded the Mario King, Mushroom <laughs> Kingdom, and uh, nope, literally nobody. But, <laughs> But going back to that guy who was crying up, first of all, he should have been on stage, goddammit. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, like, I, I wonder what was going through his head. Like, when he made the rabbits, I doubt that he, like, in his mind, he was going, and one day, him and Mario, <laughs> them and Mario will share a game together. It's like, <laughs> well, I don't think, he, I, don't, I don't know if he's the actual creator of the rabbits. I don't know who, who did that. Uh, he's, he's just the director on this particular game. Um Still, but yeah, like, but the but the whole the whole story of that game is is pretty interesting because like like Nintendo was was kind of <laughs> like Nintendo wasn't completely on board with the idea until they saw like the rabbit versions of their characters. They're like, all right, you guys put a lot of work and detail to this and are way more committed to the to this than we thought you might be. So they're like, okay, go ahead with this game. And then from I mean that was I would in my opinion that was kind of the highlight of the of the concept for me. I mean, they introduced some interesting titles. You know, of course, they talk about Assassin's Creed for too long. And then they <laughs> talk uh, Skull and Bones, which just, like, douse the fire that was uh, Sea of Thieves, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, but that, that looked interesting. Uh, they had some interesting... They had some other interesting games like Starlink, which was the toy game where you create, where you buy the starship. Like that could has the potential to be interesting. I'll say that much. Uh, then there was the thing at the end with uh, Beyond Good and Evil Two, which was either the greatest thing you've ever bared witness to, or 
you were like me and we're like, wait, you've been working on this for 15 years and we don't even have a release year yet. What the hell? <laughs> uh, do you, do you get my point at all a little bit better six days later? No. All right. Well, <laughs> you enjoy the next 15 years waiting for that game. Joke. That original game was still very, 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 very good. Uh, so like people are very excited, like, and just not anybody. <laughs> the, the tragedy of that game is that no one fucking bought it. Cause they, cause Ubisoft decided to release it the same day as their other game, fucking Prince of Persia, oh, God. Which, which at that time was probably like one of their biggest franchises. Uh, so I, I was thinking about that. The, time, the badass Prince we had for a little while. <laughs> well, that, not the Sands of Time was right before that. That was the Warrior Within was the next game that did that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the the Sands of Time was still, and to be fair, like the Sands of Time was a fucking amazing game. <laughs> um, and yeah, like so, seeing a 3D continuation of the series, like yeah, awesome, let's buy this. Not this Beyond Good and Evil thing. What's that? <laughs> uh, fucking Ubisoft. Fucking goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah like the people that did end up fucking buying beyond good and evil um will agree that that game is it's it was too beautiful for this world so, and then we go from there to sony which look in my opinion I, this was my favorite but at the same time i'm not gonna bullshit blow f- what is it, blow fire up your skirt what is it what is the saying <laughs> No, not, nothing close to that. Blow smoke up your ass, mom. Ah, thank you, thank you. Blow smoke up your ass. Because there were technical, there was plenty of technical problems, especially in the pre-show, which, you know, if it's going to happen anywhere, I'd rather it be in the pre-show. But then we had that opening where the sound was gone for a chunk of it. <laughs> that, that sucked. But at the same time, like, we got some great announcements. Undertale coming to PS4 and Vita. That's freaking amazing we got release dates for grand <laughs> turismo and that is there one vita game there's that one vita game. if we actually did you make a prediction that they wouldn't talk about vita at all yeah but they didn't that was on the pre-show that doesn't count it counts it does not uh, whatever it, you saw <laughs> it's then we get, we started in and when you can actually hear the volume the uncharted trailer was actually pretty cool and as was that days gone on trailer which actually turned it around for me. And, oh, by the way, did you hear some of the extra stuff about this game that came out later? Which one? Days Gone. Did they announce something interesting for it? Uh, I think so. <laughs> A reason for me to care whatsoever? Uh, well, they, they showed that, like, weather would play, like, a big role in the game. Like, uh, <laughs> for instance, the walkers don't like, or I forget what they're calling them, but they're fucking walkers. The walkers in the game don't like snow, and it can become it can snow outside and get cold, which will cause like a walkers to not want to go out there. And uh, as a result of which, like behind closed doors, they showed that same demo, except it was uh, snowing. And as a result of which, there were birds out there instead of wolves, which actually did chase you. That were freaking irritating. And then they showed, you know, the guy going to the rope was not is not necessarily a must-have happen the game because they did it they did that part he gets away from the birds he notices the trap he kills the first guy and then he takes takes, takes out the other guy and then he cuts the rope so he just drives drives the motorcycle in there and just drives around taking out guys uh they also showed out showed uh in Mm. other playthroughs (laughs) i've heard of it where like he'll do the trap they do the trap thing with uh, the bear trap and whatever the reason, the guy just hangs out there instead of just running off. And, like, the other characters will go up to the go up to the guy and, like, shut up, shut up, you're going to attract walkers. And the guy's like, oh, my foot. So they take out a gun and shoot the guy. <laughs> it's, like, the game is really brutal. 
like very reminiscent of Last of Us, where you're like, you know, when you do like the stealth kill, for lack of a better term, you know how you remember how it wasn't just like a quick, you know, Nathan Drake snap in the neck and then you go about your day. You like grab them, you like start choking them, and they like struggle for a bit. Like it's not quick. It it, it was like you know you you're really like killing these guys, and it, you you sort of felt it. Uh, same with here too, because like you'll like injure a guy, and then they'll start begging you not to not to kill them, but you can of course just go up and kill them at that point, or leave them around for like walkers to take out. So like there are multiple ways to handle every mission depending on what your conditions are at the time that you take on that mission. So that part I thought was really cool. Mm. <laughs> so the uh, ultimately the answer is no. They did not show anything out. They care, showed but. plenty cool. You <laughs> bastard. Uh, you know, Monster Hunter World. Granted, that's coming out to Xbox One, as we did say that when we reviewed it. But that's still cool that we're getting a console Monster Hunter finally. And, uh, you know, other games they announced. God of War looked friggin' fantastic. Yes. We got the Detroit thing looked fantastic. And Spider-Man. Jesus Christ, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Like, for me, it was, like, the quickest hour of my life right there. So I enjoyed it. Then Nintendo came out, and they, those lying bastards, <laughs> those beautiful lying bastards, they came out like, no, we're only talking about games coming out in 2017. Psych, here's some games coming out in 2019 and 20. <laughs> but still, it's like, because the system's so new, I, I actually welcomed it. Yeah, I mean, they've stacked up this year pretty well anyway, so, yeah. um, like, you know, at the time of, you know, that announcement or during their, their show, you know, on Tuesday, you know, ARMS has come out. That came out Friday. Uh, Splatoon 2 is coming out pretty soon. Uh, that Mario and Rabbids game is out in August. You got Pokin Tournament. Or Pok Is it Pokin or Pokin? Pokin. Oh, Pokin, right? Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a nonsense word. It's not real. <laughs> uh, Pokin Tournament comes out in September. You got that Fire Emblem game. Uh, you got Mario Odyssey. Uh, you got Rocket League and Skyrim if you want to rebuy those. Um, so their, their 2017 for Switch is pretty stacked already. Oh, yeah. I But at the same time, I do take exception with people saying, oh, they won E3 because they had uh, some guy at a desk tell us he was making a Pokemon game. Like, Come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> get, get out of here. <laughs> but they, they did what they had to. They got me hyped up for... Uh, we're, you know that we're getting Metroid. It is coming. Which, if I wasn't getting, if I if I hadn't have gotten the Switch back back when I did and didn't get it during the holiday season, that Metroid guarantees that I would have gotten the game, it's the system at some point. And I'm, <laughs> once again, happy that I got it when I did. <laughs> you know what sucks about that Metroid Samus Returns announcement is that it's forcing me to keep on to keep holding on to my 3ds because i was like maybe i should just sell my 3ds like a week ago <laughs> uh, and then they, they're like oh metroid in september i'm like fuck <laughs> i could have sold this thing for 200 dollars easy because it's the the majora's mask one i am super looking forward to the day where they just go all in on switch like because yeah i mean they're i mean i didn't expect them to like completely drop the switch uh before this year for sure um but yes you mean oh yeah yeah um but yeah, like, now that the Switch is out, like, I didn't expect them to just drop it immediately, you know? Um, yeah. So, like, I expected it to at least go through this year, but hopefully not too long after that. Yeah, because I think, like, eventually you'll see a game come out the 3DS, but be available in the virtual store on Switch at some point. Yeah, because, I mean, so many of these 3DS games are like, you know, this could be on Switch, too. <laughs> exactly. Or instead. Yeah. So, Especially Metroid, because, I mean, 
that might, like that Samus game, like or the new the 3DS one. Like I'm happy it exists, but man, kind of an ugly game. <laughs> that 3DS hardware isn't doing it any favors anymore. Uh, yeah. So if you had to grade this year's E3, what would you grade it? Uh, overall, I don't know. I'd give it a solid B, I suppose. I'd give it a B minus. I'm right up there with you. Like I was trying to think, think like, do am I going to remember anything from this year? And despite what I've said about it, I will remember them showing off. You know, like just showing off that Beyond Good and Evil two trailer is going to put it in the history books for quite a few. People. <laughs> yeah, the, the Spider Man trailer was solid. Uh, Anthem looks really, really interesting. We didn't talk too much about that, but you know that <laughs> game looks like it'd be something super fun to play with my wife and maybe RK and other friends of ours. Yeah, like ultimately the thing that's sticking with me <laughs> the most out of this conference is that fucking Mario theme song. <laughs> we didn't talk about that, but yeah, like it wasn't technically part of the conference, but we got that gameplay footage of Mario Odyssey, and it does look super fun. Oh it, man, that game's gonna be real good. It looks like they're following the formula they're developing with, uh, they developed with uh, Breath of the Wild, where you had the shrines that were mini dungeons that you could squeeze out during your lunch break or something like that. And a lot of the moon coins that you're trying to get, they feel like stuff you could get during your lunch break. Like, oh, do this quick thing, and then you can get this, this, and this, and this, and maybe take on this boss before you head back to work. Or maybe like Mario 64 20 years ago. Yeah, I didn't play that. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god, Malcolm. <laughs> I, I didn't have money back then, dude. Oh my <laughs> god. But still you've never played Mario sixty four? I played like a little bit of it. My wow. little brother wouldn't let me play it. Like they gave all the consoles to my little brother, which was annoying because you know, come on. <laughs> this is this is deeply upsetting to me. Uh I'll, I'll get it when it drops on virtual store when the, Oh god, it for, better. And you'd better. When the virtual store eventually <laughs> Wait a minute, you've got a Wii U, don't you? No, oh, no, no. You, oh, damn it. You fucking had it. Damn it. Never mind. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. I was busy getting my Switch for free. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but still, that thing was on that virtual console for like two years. Well, okay. This time for sure. I'll get it. And it sounds like you chose Nintendo as uh, you think, quote unquote, winning E3. I think they, they had the best showing for sure. Uh, I still side with Sony, but. Uh, if I will agree that this year it's like, nope, like everyone has a different opinion. Like some people say Nintendo, some people say Ubisoft, uh, some people say Sony. it's like very split. Like, and I guess that's a testament to either how much people brought it or how little that was brought by everybody. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can all agree. It wasn't Microsoft, I think, <laughs> no, no. unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, here's a chance to pay $500 for an Xbox again. And and then Nintendo's like, you can throw your hat at a frog, and now you're the frog. And everyone's like, yeah! <laughs> that is such a cool thing. I, I, uh, <laughs> oh, I, you can soul steal the enemy. Uh, um, sadly, there are some people saying Microsoft. That was mainly the guys. Okay, you're so... No, get out of here. <laughs> Microsoft has the best thing. Uh, anything else you wanted to add on this one? Um, no, I think we, over the course of six episodes and, and this little wrap-up, I think we've covered it pretty good. All right, folks, that was E3 2017. Thanks for joining us on this wild, wild journey. Uh, if you liked, if you enjoyed the show, happy you did. You can find us on such stu- stuff, like if you use an Apple device, you can find us on the podcast app, 
You can hit subscribe. Just find us, the firmware update, and hit, and you'll get every episode as they come. Also, if you leave us a five-star review on there, something written, that tremendously helps out our show. You can also find us on such things, such as if you're on Android, you can use the Stitcher radio app where you can stream us right there from your phone. You can also use an app called Pocket Cast that we highly recommend where you can get each and every single episode as they come, and you can even download them for offline use. And once again, it's $3.99 for that one, but it's well worth it. You can also find us on our own website, thefirmup.com, where you can just straight up download each and every episode as they come. You can also find us uh, on Twitter, at PSML for me, at Wants23 for Joe, and at the Firm Up for the show. And if you want to email us about anything, whether it be like tips uh, about what how you think about the show or what we feel we should be talking about, or if you want to write in for our mailbag episodes, you can write in at mailbag at thefirmup.com. That's mailbag at thefirmup.com. And Joe, is there anything else I'm forgetting? Negative. All righty. Folks, we will see you next time. Adios. <laughs>